welcome to a two-minute warning. It is great to have you here. A little post-game in Damon for you. And we're so aggressive. We start post-game in-game. And it looks like, along with the two-minute warning, it's going to be a 2-0 and start for the 49ers. This one is not over, but it sure looks like it's in the barn. 49ers right now leading the Rams 30-20 to with two minutes to play. They've got the ball. We'll be looking at... A third down where they're going to, what, just run it again, make them burn that final timeout, send out Moody for a field goal to maybe put it up 13, uh, and, and and there you go. I mean, the Rams are going to be out of timeouts in a game where, man, there was no timeout for any defense to be called in that first half. It was a master class. Both coaches, both teams highly executing right off the rip in this game, and it was a few blinks in the second half, either on third down or with a tipped interception or with a well-timed blitz by Fred Warner. All of a sudden, a couple of plays is all you need to really change the momentum in a game, and when the 49ers needed to make those plays, they did, and that will probably be what carries them into the win column, although nothing is official and football is indeed a very funny game. What's not funny is we are under way here on YouTube for the second week in a row at the two-minute warning. It is wonderful to have you here. Welcome back. If uh, you are coming back, if it's your first time here, welcome. It is wonderful to have you. It is the Bottom Line Bets post-game show, and let me tell you, my man Stefan has started his week in a real nice fashion. He hasn't lost a single position that he took before this afternoon started he liked the Niners minus seven that looks like it's going to come home I don't want to jinx anything here but he liked the over team total of 28 whatever it was Niners have already hit that that's in the barn he liked the Chiefs minus three earlier in the day he's got a few more plays out there and if you are looking to get some winning plays in your day go ahead check out bottomlinebets.com daily weekly monthly Bits of advice are being offered to you for subscriptions of your choosing. You go ahead and you check it out. When you're ready to take advantage of your passion and turn it into some profit, check out my man Stefan at bottomlinebets.com. St- sign up today. Uh, as we are promoting things, let me tell you that I'm very happy to invite you back here right on Damon Bruce Plus for the Monday morning 49ers wake-up show that Larry Kruger and I are going to be hosting. We are simulcasting on our channels. Please go ahead and give a watch over here if you like, but I don't care where you really watch it as long as you watch it, and that'll be brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods. Oh, yes, acai bowls will be sold to Bang Bang Niner Gang before it's all said and done. We had a great debut last week. We expect even more people in the room when we get going tomorrow, Monday morning at 8 a.m., and we'll be doing it twice this week. We will be going at Friday morning on 8 a.m. because the 49ers are going to be playing on Thursday night football against the Giants team that fell down early against Arizona. What's going on in this Giants game right now? Let me take a little look over here 
as uh, probably had should have had that entire out-of-town scoreboard up before it's all said and done. Hey, 23 seconds left. The Giants and Cardinals are tied at 28, so a little drama going on in the desert. Uh, it was, I think the Giants were down 17-0 in that game, so they have made quite a second-half rally. Uh, very, very interesting results coming from around the NFL so far today, and I know everyone's here to talk about the final between the uh, 49ers and Rams, but we are not there yet. Uh, what do we got? Third and 25 play clock ticking down. The 49ers are on the wrong side of midfield running a play here, uh, and they're going to keep it on the ground to Christian McCaffrey, who, again, for a play like that, you know, why even have Christian McCaffrey do that? You could have had Isaiah Mitchell, or um, you could have had you you could have had Elijah Mitchell do that. I got Isaiah on my mind because hello Isaiah Oliver, his first really good game as a San Francisco 49er, and we all know that his name was kind of pointed maybe to be the first into that Kyle Shanahan doghouse, right? I mean Isaiah Oliver was a rough preseason evaluation. He did not comport himself well enough to really stay on the list of things that Kyle was talking flowery about in press conferences this week. And it seemed like he was playing himself, you know, out of the circle of love. Well, he'll be right back in the circle of love, not only with a beautiful, just paying attention play where he tipped the ball to himself, one-handed came down with an interception off a deflection, but he also makes a huge, huge play shooting the gap in the fourth quarter to get the Rams off the field on fourth. And we're trying to tie this thing up. Um, and uh, we are going to see the 49ers now punt. I believe the Rams are out of timeouts at this point here. Punts away by Wisnowski, so no tomfoolery there. Um, the Oh, no, wait a minute. I believe we have that. Uh, it's going to be catch interference i believe there's a broken halo there if not um that is going to be 49ers ball inside the five yard line because a recovery there but no that's 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 that is kitch uh kick catch interference for sure on the 49ers so this one's not over there's a flag the rams are going to get some better than expected field position or wait no wait hold on where is this going i turn the volume off to find out let's see yeah, fair catch interference is the call on the field. There we go. Just wanted to make sure we got that right. Um, it is great to have you here. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bets postgame show that is bold enough to start before the game even ends. That is called jumping on opportunity. The 49ers and Rams both jumped on each other offensively at the beginning of this game in an incredible fashion. Uh, I saw Steve Wilkes' name trending at halftime. Right. And 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 I saw a lot of people who, you know, whose whose opinions I that I do respect saying Steve Wilkes, he needs to make some adjustments here. And I'll agree with you. That was not a defensive first half cloaked in glory in any way, shape, or form for the 49ers. But what it also was was an absolute masterclass by Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, who but for two or three throws, Matthew Stafford 
played nearly a perfect game today. He was outstanding. And I know that everyone who watches the Niners and roots for the Niners wants to think that they're the only team on the field and everything that happens on the field happens on their watch and it should be them controlling tempo and flow of a football game at all times. And that's what dominance is. And we want to be dominant again. And there are times we know that we're good enough to be dominant. It is really hard to sustain two, three good weeks of football in this league in a row, much less dominant performances. Sean McVay had a game plan. The game plan coming into this game was perfect. Stafford's going to have the ball out on every single three-step drop you can think of, whether that happens from under center or in the shotgun. It is one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi balls out. And it was out on two Mississippi more than it was on three Mississippi at times. That is the way you get around an incredibly aggressive defensive line. So the pass rush didn't even have time to get to Stafford. And Puka Nakua, dude, who the hell is this guy? He's the single greatest wide receiver in the history of football, according to the stat sheet after two games. He's the first player ever to have back-to-back 10-plus, 100-yard-plus receiving games, 10-plus catches, 100 or more yards in back-to-back games in the history of the NFL. Puka Nakua, boys and girls. My goodness, that was... uh, This is an incredible debut. I mean, Matthew Stafford is getting production out of newcomers that, you know, both Tutu Atwell and Nakua today honestly looked like first ballot Hall of Famers. It kind of makes you rethink our position on Cooper Cup a little bit. I mean, this just shows you how good McVay and Stafford are together. Uh, Nakua has his first maybe drop of the afternoon on a ball that hit him right in his hands and 19 targets, 14 catches, 130 yards for Puka Nakua in this game today. Stafford is at 200, uh, 262 yards, an interception and two touchdowns. Um, Stafford at 276 yards. They just updated that 50 throws for Stafford. He just attempted his 50th pass of the afternoon. And that's going to be a really good way to lose to the Niners more often than not. When you become one dimensional, that's when, you know, the defensive coordinator that was having a really bad first half again, I don't think Steve Wilkes had a bad first half as much as I thought we saw two offensive mastermind coaches getting a nearly flawless level of execution from their offenses. I mean, everyone was playing well on both sides, the both offenses, both the 49ers and the Rams offenses combined. We had an offensive masterclass combined. Both teams ran 60 plays for 423 yards, averaging better than seven yards per play, 159 combined rushing yards, 264 combined passing yards from these two teams. Balance, poise, good decisions, right strategy, everyone executing, skill position players, blocking, everything going according to plan, all game Long, certainly in that first half, 34 points. Again, flawless execution. Both coaches on their games. There was an awful lot of chess being played out there today. An awful lot of chess being played out there between two guys who are master chess players. And look, you know, Matthew Stafford has a Hall of Fame arm. If he hasn't constructed a Hall of Fame resume 
And when you're talking about the good decisions that were made in this game, Brock Purdy made as many good decisions as where to go with the ball. Now, there were a few times where a few overthrows will definitely be listed on the things he wished that he could have back. But that was a game that's got 30 seconds left in it, still a 10-point lead for the 49ers here. Uh, you know, the the at worst, it feels like we're going to see the Rams tack on a a you know, just a, a dress it up score. If that's indeed what's going to happen, 49ers are now just playing soft back. That's your final play of the game right there. Another completed pass to Puka Nakua, who has just been remarkable. I mean, absolutely remarkable. Stafford is going to spike it. So he's got four seconds left. He'll take a throw to the end zone. But I mean, honestly, just to not get anyone hurt on a meaningless play, this, the Rams should just, I mean, all they're doing is trying to beautify some stats here. That's it. That's all they're doing. Is McVay actually going to send out the field goal unit? He's going to get Stafford off the field. That's the right thing to do. My two-year-old is poking in. Hi, Ozzy. Jillian, darling. Yes, indeed. Please get the boy. But it's good to see you, Ozzy. Ozzy just got back from swim class. Very excited. Uh, the Rams are going to go ahead and attempt a field goal and so what? This is going to be a push. Is that it now? There you go. So was it seven? Did you have that? That's it. Sean McVay knows the spread. That's all I can tell you. Sean McVay knows the spread. But there you go. It does not matter. It certainly matters at bottom line bets. Boy, this is why you don't talk about anything before it's in the barn. I totally jinxed that. That was me. That was absolutely me. 12th consecutive regular season win. Uh, the second longest streak in franchise history for the 49ers. Brock Purdy has never lost a regular season starts and welcome to what is officially now post game and Damon. This one is final a 30 to 23 win for the 49ers down at Levi's South. It is great to have you here on the bottom line bets post game show. We started the two minute warning and man, we are already about 14 minutes underway. It is good to see you. Welcome. Welcome in. The chat is flowing. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll just go right to Golden State Lakota, who said Diamador Lenore with a big interception in this game. Look, the two guys who have been battling four snaps at nickel both had good games today. Isaiah Oliver, Diamador Lenore. Lenore's playing corner. Um, Chavarius Ward had himself a game that at times he would like to forget, but man, he made a couple of big plays out there when he needed them. And this was a this was a hell of a football game. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. This was an awesome NFL game. It was entertaining. It was high scoring. It was well-executed offense, both conceptually and in terms of execution from the players out on the field. That was, that was A-plus football. That was really, really good. That was really, really good. Rams finish with 23. They do cover the seven. There you go. Man, that dude, that sucks, right? That sucks. Maybe you got it at six and a half. Maybe you got it at seven and a half, and you were on the right side of that. Maybe you teased and you feel really good. I think Kruger's teaser's still alive. Saw the Raiders go down hard earlier today. The New York Giants, by the way, 
17 fourth quarter points and a 31 to 28 come from behind win to beat the Arizona Cardinals. The New York Giants will not be coming in to Levi Stadium. Oh, and two, which I really believe would have made them the most desperate football team in the world. You do not want to be playing a team trying to avoid an 0 and 3 start in this league. Um, that's when all stops get pulled out. So uh, th- that's good, I think. That- that's good that the Giants won that game because they will not be the balled-up fist of fury on short rest coming into Levi's. I think that that is good news for the 49ers. So there you go. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Eric Balls. Baldez. Eric Baldez, Damon, you demain. Well, thank you very much. As are you. It is so good to see how many of you are here who's got familiar names. I see an awful lot of new names in here. Um, no doubt. It, it is great to see so many names. Uh, this is from Always Drip 805. Purdy can't throw deep balls. He needs to work on that deep accuracy. Again, everyone's a fucking critic. I'm not saying you're wrong, right? Purdy can throw deep balls. He overthrew today. It's not like he didn't get them there. He put a little bit too much on it. He's still very early in his career. So here's the good news. As Purdy continues to struggle, as you're saying, on his deep balls, he does remain undefeated. That's good, right? That's good. A interception-free afternoon for Brock Purdy. He threw, I thought, he was great today. He was great today. There are no doubt a couple of throws he wanted back, but he had a good game. He had a really good game. You know, earlier, like I was saying, you had Matthew Stafford just cutting through the 49ers defense like hot butter out there. He was playing unbelievable level of quarterback play. Sean McVay gave him the right game plan. Stafford executed it perfectly. Wide receivers came open in underneath crossing routes more often than they usually do against the 49ers. That's fantastic design and execution the entire way around. And, you know, do you want Steve Wilkes to make a big adjustment? Well, adjustments usually come at halftime. Steve Wilkes, Steve, Steve Wilkes sucks is literally trending on Twitter at halftime. And I just said, look, is Steve Wilkes having a rough first half? No one's here to say he's not. He did have a less than up to 49er standards first half, but those other guys get paid too. Those other guys are regarded as brilliant in what they do in McVay and Stafford. They came into this game with a win and a highly functioning offense up in Seattle just the week before. They're playing really good football offensively to start the year, even though it's not made up of household names. This Rams team isn't bad, folks. This is not a bad football team. This is not worst team on paper level of billing that the Rams got in the offseason. They're a lot better than that two weeks into the year than a lot of people wanted to give them credit for. So um, Steve Wilkes, was he having a bad game? Sure. Okay, fine. Uh, How about this? 
I'd be willing to admit that Steve Wilkes was having a bad game in the first half if you're willing to admit that Stafford and McVay are playing their dicks off and this guy named Puka Nakua looks like Jerry fucking Rice. Like, will you admit that? Because that was also happening. And you got to give the other team a little bit of credit. It's not like the Niners are the only ones out there affecting the flow of a football game. The Rams were awesome in the first half. And the good news was, so was the 49ers offense. They were very good in the first half. And then after halftime, Steve Wilkes, man, he's got to make adjustments. He's got to make adjustments. Well, the next three drives for the Los Angeles Rams were punt, interception, punt. And in all of that, after the Rams got tuned up defensively by the 49ers, they make the adjustments, and that saw the 49ers had their first three and out of the entire season on their first drive of their, you know, their first possession of the second half. So, folks, that was high, 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 high level football. Huge execution is what you saw out there. And it was entertaining as hell. Look, you want to make your afternoon a little more fun around the TV when you're watching football? Go ahead and get the right advice to make sure that you can do that. My man Stefan at Bottom Line Bets. The bottom line is we win. Go to bottomlinebets.com right now. Take a look. Sign up. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available to you. And my man cashes checks. He doesn't just sell you advice. He lays everything that he tells you to play as well. So, my man Stefan, I'm telling you, you're going to be happy that you decided to get a little advice as to where to put your investments as you make plays every weekend in the sport of football. My man's also hot when it comes to Major League Baseball. Just throwing that out there. Bottomlinebets.com. Bottom line is Stefan wins. Um, you know, people are out, Damon, what about the Bears? So the last thing that the Bears have, as far as I'm concerned, as they become unwatchable on so many different levels, is they do have some of the greatest uniforms in the history of football, and they didn't even wear those today. Those orange jerseys are a crime. The orange helmets are a war crime against all of humanity, and I I can't take it. I don't want to talk about them. Uh, a stunning 0-2 does not belong in the Chicago Bears, but rather the Cincinnati Bengals. That is a stunning 0-2, given the expectations that they had attached to their year. Um, but that that's maybe the most stunning uh, score of the day. Other than the fact it looks like the Broncos are going to be 0-2. That game's at the two-minute warning, and the Commanders are up 35-24 on the Broncos, who have the ball. But Sean Payton was supposed to be the elixir of everything gone wrong in Denver, and it doesn't look like that is about to start playing its uh, playing playing itself out like that right now. Um, this defense took the lambs lightly. That's from Tommy Huxley. I mean, maybe, maybe you're right, Tommy, but I don't think so. I don't think that they took the Rams lightly. I think the Rams took a perfect game plan executed by a quarterback who spent years toiling as a pretty good quarterback around a really bad Detroit team. And the minute that he gets to a good team with a good coach and a good idea, he's got a Super Bowl ring. 
You know, the, the Rams deserve more respect than Niners fans want to give them. You got the, you know, the California rivalry, which doesn't breed an awful lot of respect into NorCal, SoCal. I get that. You also have the embarrassing level of takeover that, that you have from the 49er fans at that stadium. My God, it looks like Nebraska is playing a bowl game inside of SoFi Stadium. There is so much red inside of that stadium. Um but that was that was a very fun afternoon. There was high level of execution. Was it a great day for either team's defense? No, it wasn't. But this is a league built around offense. And man, every single time I'm looking up, Purdy is putting 30 up. 30 from Purdy seems to be something that you can get used to. And if you can get used to this team producing 30 points and you know that more often than not, the defense isn't going to allow an offensive afternoon quite like the one we saw today. I like the Niners chances an awful lot to do something pretty interesting this year. Um, We have... Brandon Carpenter saying everyone liked this video. Boost Damon into that algorithm. Please do. I would love that. Everyone hit a like, hit a share, hit a notify, hit a subscribe. Do all the things to help this blow up. We are officially blowing things up here on the channel. Before we say another word about today's game, let me thank you. Uh, Some of you have just shown up today and are maybe watching me for the first time. It is wonderful having you here. I hope you like enough of what you see to want to subscribe to this. We have adult conversations after football games. That's a concept that very few people are putting into play. But today we are. There's my wife helping by making the lighting even better. Thank you, honey. Did I just get sexier? There you go. Jill, you want to show everyone what you're wearing? No, she doesn't want to make an on-camera appearance, but my wife is wearing a pretty sexy-looking Niners top. I'm not going to lie. There's a little halter action going on there. Nice job, Jillian. Uh, Look, man, we are over 7,600 subscribers as of today. We are closely approaching over 100,000 podcast downloads. It is because of you that we're having so much success in this very early going after 18 years on the radio. Here we are on the internet, but having more fun than ever before, certainly acting more like myself than ever before, getting to do the things that I love the most for the first time in a long time, which is post-game after the Niners play. And we get to do that together. And Monday morning at 8 a.m., please join me and Larry Kruger for the Palmetto Superfoods 49er Wake Up Show. Uh, We had more people watching us than 95.7 The Game and KNBR had combined. And that's just one week into this grand experiment of the 2023 season for your boy here on YouTube. Larry's got himself a really nice head start. And uh, you put the two of us together. We think there is something to be dealt with. And uh, thank you so much for choosing here today. A couple of hundred people already in the room. Thank you. If all you hit that like button, maybe this video gets pushed out. more. I don't understand anything here other than Hopefully football, which is why you're here. So let's just get back to all of that. The first quarter, I just want to go to the the first drive. Because the 49ers started with the ball on offense. And for the second week in a row, Kyle, 
really put together a masterclass of an opening drive to establish yourself in a football game. Uh, he found six points in Pittsburgh. He found six points again. And Brock Purdy was six for six on the opening drive. You saw him getting Debo and CMC and Kittle involved right away. That was clearly the plan. That was the execution. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, he had a visit to the tent today. I think he got rattled on that first drive. He came back, even got further rattled a little bit later. Later on in the game, uh, in, in the first half, first quarter, as a matter of fact, but an 11 play, 75 yard opening drive, second week in a row, Kyle dialed up six to start the game, and it was fantastic. Then we saw two great coaches with very good opening drives because the 49ers were on their heels as Matthew Stafford. He drove the Rams down for a field goal, their first drive of the afternoon. But that was a, a perfect drive by the Rams. Again, Steve Wilkes, what's he doing wrong? What is he, He's feeling a game come to him. Everyone's trying to feel everybody out. And what you could tell was that these offenses were feeling themselves right away. Again, Puka Nakua. Hakuna Matata. Uh, the, the Puka Nakua is clearly Samoan for Jerry Rice. Because holy shit. Unbelievable, right? And I don't know, is he Tongan? I don't know. I should have looked that up before I made that joke. But you know what I mean. With all respect, whatever his name translates to, I wouldn't be surprised to find out it meant Jerry Rice. Because what a debut. Two weeks in a row, he's the best receiver in football. He's Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup and uh, Justin Jefferson and apparently Debo Samuel because he's running hard today. By the way, Debo made some big plays today, didn't he? Debo had one of those watch me, hear me roar, I am all that is man type of games today. I loved the early squabbles you got out of Christian McCaffrey on that. What did he have? That 51-yard run? Was it a 51-yarder? McCaffrey comes up having run and stiff-armed Akilo Witherspoon. He comes up just talking shit. I think he called him a bitch. I mean, there was some, they were dirt, they were at each other right there at the end of that play. And it was just establishing that these, these teams were here to play this afternoon. Steve-O brings up an indisputable fact. LeVar Ball and Brock Purdy never lost. No, they never have. They never have. Unbelievable. Do we get disco phase for post-game endowment? No, we will not be putting on the disco ball. If the, if the 49ers start 4-0, so if they, on a short week, win their home opener against the New York Giants and then beat what I can already tell is going to be a pain in the ass Arizona Cardinals team, no, no matter how bad the Cardinals are or how good they might be, they, they always show up and give the Niners something they don't expect. So if you're expecting to just easily beat the Arizona Cardinals twice this year, that probably won't happen because that's the nature of their stupid rivalry. The Niners start 4-0. We'll have some disco balls that Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you there. Fred Warner had a big game. Uh, Matthew, Fred Warner, to me, he made the biggest play of the game. 
The single biggest play of the game was Fred Warner sacking Matthew Stafford on a third down late in the third quarter, and something needed to be done to get the Rams off rhythm, to give the 49ers a chance to go up by two scores. And that's what happened after Fred Warner had that third down sack of Matthew Stafford. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Steve Wilkes, he dialed up a blitz at the right time, and the 49ers got the ball right back after they had gone up three points having after having to settle for that long moody field goal after the Brock Purdy overthrow of Debo Samuel um again both these teams got off to really good starts just back and forth just playing offensive tennis against each other just serve volley serve volley serve volley back and forth and back and forth and that was before the Rams went on a 13-play, 83-yard drive that took them through the two-minute warning to go up 17-10. to 10. I mean, it was just hot-shot offensive football. The entire first half capitalized on the first ballsiest decision of the entire year where Kyle Shanahan, and we'll talk about how just, you know, the Football is a game of inches. It's also a game of seconds on that clock. And had Purdy been a yard further back when he let a ball go on third and goal, he wouldn't have had one second left on that clock before he snuck it in for Kyle's balls fit in a wheelbarrow first decision of the entire year. He didn't have any real tough decisions to make in Pittsburgh. Today he had one tough decision. His tough decision was, am I going to take the easy points right here or on fourth and goal, am I going to go for it? Purdy, sneak, it's 17-17 at halftime. And then, oh my gosh, you got to get this Rams offense off the field. And sure enough, Steve Wilkes, after, like we've agreed, didn't have a great first half, but isn't nearly the incompetent coach that Twitter wanted to point him out to be because... McVeigh and Stafford were on one in that first half. You had a ballsy, ballsy play by Purdy, tie that game up, and then Steve Wilkes is getting off the field with a punt and then an interception and then another punt getting forced the first three drives the Rams had in that second half went nowhere. And that's where the game turned. There were some interesting things trying to shake themselves out in the wash at the end there. But the real turning point in this game was Fred Warner's sack on third down, the Oliver Thomas interception, and then the Diamador Lenore pretty much goodnight Irene interception that ended the game and a, a phenomenal tackle shooting the gap from Oliver Thomas uh, as well in this game. Again, Stafford has a cannon. He's got pedigree. He's a pretty special quarterback, and he had himself an awesome day. An awesome day. Normally, when Matthew Stafford throws for 253 yards, you're, no, wait a minute, I need to update that. Let me update that. Normally, here, I'll start over again. Normally, when Matthew Stafford throws for 307 yards, the Rams are going to find themselves in the win column, but he had the two interceptions on the day, and the 49ers just 
continued to, you know, they didn't they didn't really get that massive checkmate moment until the end of the game, but Kyle was in check all afternoon. Check, check, check. Really nice play there, Sean McVay. I think you I I I think you think you have momentum now in this game, don't you, Sean? No, you don't. Check. 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 Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look, Brock Purdy made the right play, the smart play. Christian McCaffrey made the big run, the smart run. Uh, thank God that Debo might have been a fumble at the end of that, you know, the late fourth quarter didn't come back to haunt. Why Kyle and the Niners burned a touchdown there to give the Rams more time to look at that, I don't quite understand but I'm not going to complain about things I assume in a game where you actually won it. And the Niners, when this year came out, getting to week three, two and O looked like a tough task. And it didn't look like a tough task because of the Rams. It looked like a tough task because of the Steelers waiting for you in week one, the Niners completed the hard leg of the two games to start the year on the road with such flying colors today was assumed to be a little bit more easier than it was familiarity breeds contempt division rivals means anything can happen McVay and Shanahan are clearly in each other's notes and in each other's brains and share the same offensive philosophies and know how to make other teams play left-handed and you had just two A-plus executing offenses all over a football field today. If you and your buddy sat down to play a game of Madden, and that's the game that you played at the end of playing your game of Madden against each other, no one would have gotten grumpy. No one would have turned it off saying, oh, this is bullshit. No one would have thrown their controller. You would have looked at each other and said, man, that was a good game, wasn't it? And that was a good game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was a good game. Philly, it is a lovely day. TWDY, I don't know what that stands for, but thank you. Thank you very much. Philly, I agree with you. Uh, HR said, did Bosa get a sack? Bosa did not record a sack today. It'll be interesting to see what his pressure totals were. Uh, where is Bosa on the day? He had two tackles. One of them was a solo um, and yeah, it was look, no one on that 49ers defensive line was given an opportunity to even have a particularly big game today because Stafford had that ball out on every single third ankle down. I mean, it was a three-step drop ball out everywhere. I mean, there was a cardinal rule in place today offensively. And if you want to say like, what, what, what did McVay do to screw up the 49er season today? Well, he just handed everyone a blueprint. The truth is though, it's a lot easier to execute that blueprint when you have someone like Matthew Stafford and, you know, at the easel drawing it for you. So 
it's not as easy as it looks to just, yeah, I take the ball out, get it out in the perfect right decision as fast as possible all the time. But that's the way you neutralize a defensive line that's supposed to kick your ass at the line of scrimmage. So no one got much of an opportunity to even put pressure on Stafford because he got the ball out so fast. And then where you might see some at least tackle totals make you say, well, there's a better day against the run than you thought. There, there weren't too many tackles to be made against the run. Only 22 rushes attempted for the Rams this afternoon with 55 pass attempts from Matthew Stafford. 55 attempts, and all of them coming, you know, in three seconds or less, basically. There's no way he cooked a grenade for four, five-second count at any point in time in this entire game. Um, people who don't have kids can go back and, and look at, you know, clock those things. I'm sure I'll read about it between now and tomorrow. But um, ball came out fast. Wasn't a great day for the 49ers defensive line. Um, their linebackers did have a good day. And when it's all said and done, even though Puka Nakua cooked all afternoon and he 15 catches and 147 yards for Puka Nakua, the two greatest weeks to start a wide receiver's career in the history of the NFL. Puka Nakua was spectacular. Tutu Atwell was very good. Kyron Williams, kids, we don't know much about him other than he went to Notre Dame, but it looks like he can play. And the Rams are going to be a little bit better than anybody thought. Maybe Kelly Stafford saying, man, my husband's having trouble connecting with guys in the locker room. Maybe that was just to throw everybody off the scent that the Rams got a lot of chemistry early on here that you didn't expect them to have. I thought the secondary had a really good day today. A really good afternoon today. So, lots going on. Let me let me let me see some of your comments here. I want to dive into the comments for a little while. It's post Gaiman Damon here on the Plus, brought to you by BottomLineBets.com. Uh, turn your passion into profit. Go get some advice from my man Stefan. Daily, weekly, monthly. Um, subscriptions are available to you. It's football season. You want to make a little cash? Check out bottomlinebets.com. He's serving up winners. Um, and it looked like he was 2-0 until I totally jinxed him, talking about how the Niners were going to cover the seven before Sean McVay clearly had uh, clearly had money on this one. Uh, from Brazil. Oi, tutu bang. Good to see you again, Julio. Uh, Niners, they do own the Rams. And Brock Purdy continues to own the NFL. Kids, he has never lost a start. He's never lost a regular season game. He's never lost a regular season game. How about this? He's never lost a game in which he started and finished it. That includes the postseason. So this was good. Jose Julian says, I'm worried about Bosa. What's going on with that guy? Nothing. He was optimal today. He was state-of-the-art. There's nothing wrong with Nick Bosa. They The game plan that the Rams executed took Nick Bosa out of this game, and you saw late in the game on a you know second, third down, he got to Stafford. Bosa was a handful all day. Don't you be worried about Bosa. He's, he's fine. Remember, he is going to be the center of attention of every single offensive game plan rolled out against um, 
you know, the, the 49ers defense. It's a day where Purdy, I mean, the, the only complaint that you could really have was the defense started slow because the Rams offense was totally awesome. And Purdy had two throws he wish he could have back. He had Ayuk on the double move, overthrew him, had Debo running the seam and overthrew him. Could have both been touchdowns. A lot of green in front of Ayuk. Debo would have been in the end zone for sure. So there you go. What do the Niners really need to clean up today? What do they really got to do? You know, an, an offensive line gave up one sack all afternoon. Uh, the running game with Christian McCaffrey, he had 116 rushing yards. The team rushed for 159 yards today. So they had a good day on the ground. They had a good day protecting their quarterback. Quarterback missed two throws, and the 49ers win, and they're 2-0 and with two road games, getting ready to open up the home schedule freaking Thursday night against the New York Giants who won today by the you know, hair on their chinny chin chin in Arizona. Yeah. What do we got here? The disrespect comes when Rams fans come side busting in the chat. Dude, you know, don't worry about it, AJ. Don't, don't worry about those. You know, they're, they're just angry. Losing again. Losing again. It's got it. You know, here's the thing. McVeigh has the ring. And that's the ultimate victory lap to run around Kyle anytime he wants. But he got past Kyle with a three-point win in an NFC championship game. Otherwise, Kyle has basically kicked his ass uh, as, a, as a head coach in this league. What is he now? Eight and three straight up with those first three losses coming when Kyle was, you know, just taking over one of the worst teams in football. And for a while, the Niners were one of the worst teams in football. Michael Williams says, you're fucking sexy, dude. Pick a number. Take a number, Michael. Tell us something we do not know. <laughs> uh, what do we have here? Ranger 49 says, Damon, I'm loving the two minute warning start time. Hey, you know, early bird gets the worm. Find an advantage, jump on it. E smoke says, uh, E smokes 95. D Bruce, my mans. I love the raw commentary. Be yourself. It is fun to do that over here. How about fish and chips asks, is that Jake Moody? Not bad. That's a big leg. What did he drill today? He drilled a 56-yarder. What, what did he drill today? 57-yarder from Jake Moody. Put the 49ers up three, 20 to 17, and then it was right after that that the interception got them the ball back. They went up by two scores, and they needed to be up by two scores to even pretend that the end of this game was you know smooth and nothing to worry about. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there, I think Jonathan's got it right. Uh, looks like Jake Moody was just sandbagging in the preseason. 
Yeah, totally. He's trying to get that Niner win total down before he laid a little action, obviously. (laughs) Look, again, he should never be intimidated to kick in front of a big crowd because he kicked in Ann Arbor, and that's as big of a crowd as you can usually find in the world of football. So um, he's got a big leg. He's a good kicker. They spent a premium draft pick on him. And again, training camp, preseason games, these things do not matter nearly as much as some people might want to try to sell you the mattering. You know, Brock Purdy, he threw those interceptions in a joint practice against the Raiders on that Thursday in Las Vegas. He hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. That's good. That's good. And look, had he thrown an interception today, this is a game that the 49ers could have absolutely lost. That is how narrow this game was. It could have been lost with the turnover. It was lost with two Rams turnovers for sure. So this was one of those back and forth games and whoever was going to, you know, with enough time on the clock, be able to serve up that two score lead with an, I'm not biting my nails down to the quick level of time left for you to score twice. That's when the Niners won this game. Damon, would you please address the Greenlaw bonehead penalties situation? Yeah, um, he needs to get fewer bonehead penalties. But honestly, I thought I, I don't know the severity of what he was called for today because I don't think Fox ever really showed it to us. And you had who was that today? It was at um, Kugler and um, Kugler and and Mark Sanchez were the booth. And they reacted to the replay that they saw like, oh, yeah, that's that's why he got it. But if, like if you're telling me all the guy did was flip his uh, a tackled player's legs up or off of him, like that's a soft call. It really is. You know, roughing, un- unnecessary roughness means you're trying to hurt someone. Trying to get someone's legs off of you seems like a little bit of a soft call. But I didn't see it. They didn't actually show it uh, on the broadcast from when I was watching it. So I don't know how bad it was or wasn't. I really don't know. All I do know is that I'm not going to be complaining about a play that ultimately didn't affect the outcome of the game. But yeah, as always, Drake Greenlaw, more discipline never hurts a football player. More discipline is a good thing, especially when you're playing on the edge of, you know, you're nearly out of bounds. I feel like Dre Greenlaw is good for a late hit out of bounds call every other week. So that means he's probably due for one against the the New York Giants on Thursday. But I would never want to take away his aggression, man. He's a good player. He plays with his hair on fire. He really does. Um, my man, Stefan's on fire. Bottom line, bets.com. Bottom line is Stefan wins. Find out for yourself. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available. Go ahead. Click. Find out. Don't take my word for it. Make a play. Start winning today at bottomlinebets.com. Debo had that fourth quarter touchdown. That was the first Debo touchdown of the year. Um, He loves playing the Rams. He really does. There are certain guys who see certain uniforms or certain helmets, and it just brings out the absolute best in them. Debo loves playing the Rams. 
and he had his best game probably of maybe the last two years today. Uh, he, he does not score on that play last year, the one that he scored on today. That was going back to 2019-2021 nasty Debo. Nasty Debo. That was a big-time catch, run, get some blockers, move a pile, yak yard, big boy stuff from Debo Samuel on that play. Look, I want to get through some comments here. I want to get everybody's comments up to date, get down to the bottom, um, and, uh, and, and then we'll get to what I thought were the, really the major moments in the game uh, Damon, I was saying it the entire game, uh, Manacle 76 says, I was saying it the entire game, Samoan Jerry Rice, dude, Puka Nakua, like, good Lord, that was incredible. The, the two weeks in a row that this guy has had, it's just incredible. Steve P says, Damon, move to Vegas. Holy shit, you belong in the entertainment capital. Is it that good this week? Fantastic. Look, if, if we continue to crank out shows that good, we'll be able to move wherever we want. Look out, Mr. Beast. I'm coming. <laughs> uh, Matthew, who is Samoan, says, Damon, uh, I think you're right. Samoan for Puka Nakua. I mean, I could look that up. Let me just look that up real fast here. Da-da-da. Puka and look at it this way. I, we we went from knowing absolutely nothing about Puka Nakua to he will be the most popular football player on the planet by the end of this year if he keeps this up. This guy is something special. He he is really really good. He is something special. Um, and on his incredibly humble. No one's taken it over yet. Uh, Wikipedia page. It does not have any person. What personal life is, is Samson played wide receiver in the Utah Colts. Uh, his brother Kai Nakua played defensive back at BYU. He currently plays for the Michigan Panthers, the United States Football League. I'm not seeing anything in his personal life, though, about his. How about this? Let's assume he's Samoan unless we find out otherwise. We will find out because Puka Nakua is about to become a household name. Rome 33 says, damn, Debo said, remember me? He really did. He really did. Leslie talking about uh, the mad squabbles shown by Christian McCaffrey getting up all in a kilo Weatherspoon's grill after stiff arming him to the ground for another five yards. Come on, Damon. They're just having a little nice, polite conversation. Yeah, I took a picture and put it up on Twitter, and I basically said what he's asking here is, how's your breakfast? How's your breakfast? Damon, how come McVay kicked that field goal? I think just to, to, to ruin the promotion that I did for my, my man Stefan, when I said he was in the barn, never talk about a bet while it's still in play. That's my fault. I should have to pay that off for everyone. I'm, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Jose's not fooling it. He's like, hey, man, McVeigh kicked that field goal because he knew the spread. It was obvious. Look at it this way. What's the old saying? Good coaches win. Great coaches cover. 
If he got the cover today, he can at least send whatever Rams fans there were in that stadium this afternoon home happy. Were there any Rams fans in that stadium this afternoon? I didn't really notice any. That was dead red. Every deck, every aisle, every row. Red, 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 red. Steve P says uh, Vegas is going to host the best Super Bowl ever. It's it's going to be the most amount of action you've ever seen at the, at the Spearman Rhino. I'll tell you that much. It's going to be insufferable to be there that weekend, to be totally honest with you. There's a part of me that absolutely wants to be there. There's another part of me that in no way, shape, or form wants to be there. Chef A. Chef A, by the way, hopefully Rosh Hashanah has gone very, very well for you. Uh, Fred Warner is a baller and handsome. He is a good-looking guy, isn't he? Drake Jackson's got that nice motor this year. Again, there's a lot of good motors. There was a play where Javon Hargrave, he broke through that offensive line so fast, I thought he was going to get a handoff from Stafford in the backfield. Uh, that was his real big flash play. Didn't really amount to that much for the 49ers at the time he did it. But there's a ton of talent along this defensive line that really didn't get to flash much today because McVay's plan to get the ball out with Stafford as fast as they did and give them all the credit in the world for remaining that disciplined over the course of four quarters. Maybe it's survival instinct that makes you remain that disciplined. I don't know, but it was it was a, it was a great day for the Rams offensively. The only thing that the Rams did wrong offensively was turn the ball over twice and lose the game. Otherwise, they were fantastic. You know, maybe they got a little bit too predictable with the pass, but why wouldn't you? You got freaking Stafford out there throwing lasers, laser beams. Stevie P, love you, Damon. Thank you, Stevie P. Love you, too. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Do all those things. I'll tell you what. Hit that notify button, too. You really want to help me out? Hit that notify button. That way you know whenever we go live, we're there. You will It'll buzz right in your pocket. Who, ha who hasn't dreamed of Damon buzzing in their pocket, right? Now that, that's available now to you if you hit the notify button. And it will make sure that you never miss our 49ers wake-up show, which is going to be back for the second week, Monday morning, 8 a.m., Damon Bruce, Larry Kruger, a simulcast across both of our YouTube channels. But Larry's got a lot more viewers and subscribers than I do. So if you've got to choose one of the two channels to watch, uh, over here. So I, I don't have a humiliating number compared to Larry's got 30,000 people watching him. And we got like well, we got 2,000 people, everybody. Right, but I'm very excited when I see a video go off at 2,000. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, we are thrilled to be over here on YouTube we're having a ton of fun. I'm what am I saying? We, we're, I, I'm having a lot of fun. Jillian, who's obviously done a huge, huge part in helping me set all this up. She's thrilled with the way things are going and they're going so well because of all of you responding to it. And I thank you very, very much for choosing me for your two minute warning and post game destination brought to you by bottom line bets. Bottom line is we win. All right. Uh, Wally Lama says, Damon, if Purdy can retain 80% of what Jimmy could do with the quarterback sneak, I would be stoked. He looked good on his two sneaks today. 
Absolutely, he did. Dude, he's he's stronger, he's faster, he's more of an athlete than he looks. Brock Purdy has just got a surprise in him all the time. Matthew asked a very good question. Did Aaron Donald play today? I saw him line up on Colton McKivitz and nearly get to Purdy on a ball that Purdy threw and it turned into a completion. So no one looked, but he, I mean, you had Aaron Donald almost getting home the one time that he was one-on-one with McKivitz. McKivitz played well today. Aaron Donald did not. The 49ers have a way of taking one of the single greatest defensive linemen of all time and reducing him to just an NFL player. Still good, still dangerous, can still hurt you. But Aaron Donald, against just about everybody else, is wearing a Superman's S on the front of his jersey. Against the 49ers, he is still Clark Kent wearing the glasses, dressed in the suit. He's not quite Superman against the 49ers. HR says Stafford has a Favre-esque arm. He, dude, Matthew Stafford was kissed by God on his right arm when he was a baby. He's got one of the all-time great quarterbacking arms. You know, Jeff George was one of those guys. Jeff George nearly, you know, did not have nearly the success in this league that Matthew Stafford had. But Jeff George was kissed by football God on his arm, and he was given a rocket that was Dan Marino-esque, that was John Elway-esque, that is Patrick Mahomes-esque. Patrick Mahomes, with a flip of his wrist, does things with the football not seen often. You know, Jim Kelly had a fucking cannon. Um, I could do an entire show of that guy. That guy had a cannon. <laughs> I mean, we'd probably get a good response to it too, because people love that that guy had a cannon show. I know that they do. They're into it. By the way, we've gained uh, uh, eight subscribers since we've been up here. We are officially over 7,600 now. Thank you very, very much. Hit subscribe, hit notify, hit like, make the algorithm like us over here. Um, This is K-Dubsville saying the Rams are going to be decent this year. They're going to make a push for a wild card spot. Two looks in, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you, man. This is a Rams team that I think could end up putting Sean McVay into a coach of the year level conversation because they were supposed to be Certainly defensively, maybe the worst team on paper. And offensively, there was supposed to be a regression so massive without Cooper Cup available in the first four games of this year that it was going to be hard to watch. Like, oh, man. And then you got Stafford's wife saying, man, you know, Matt, you just... He's not connecting with these young players. Dude, this is maybe one of the all-time shell games and parlor tricks that we've ever seen, or this is just two really good weeks and the wheels are about to come off. I will say this. Should Matthew Stafford or Puka Nakua get hurt, it feels like the Rams are going to disappear quickly. But a lot of teams, you know, you take away their best wide receiver, their best 
freaking quarterback, uh, they're going to disappear quickly. So I don't know if that's even a right thing to hold against the Rams. Talk about Jimmy G, Jimmy G. What do we, oh, hold on. What do we got here? I want to find out what's going on in this, in this, uh, what do we got? We got everything final now, except for the Sunday night game. Let's take a uh, quick look through. Uh, Falcons beat the Packers by a point earlier today, 25-24. The Falcons are 2-0. We've got the Bills slaughtering the Raiders, 38-10. I did predict that. I had that, and I'm not a Raider hater. I just... I, I, I know the way the wind blows. Ravens with a big win, 27-24 in Cincinnati. They start 2-0. The Bengals start 0-2. Seahawks with a we're not that bad after all, and a Detroit playing with expectations can't be counted on winning in, over the Lions. 37-31 Seahawks win. Titans 27-24 over the hapless Chargers who can just never get it all together. Buccaneers beat the Bears while the Chicago Bears humiliated themselves, the city of Chicago, and the concept of great unity uniforms uh the chiefs get one over the jaguars in jacksonville 17 to 9 hopefully it took the under in that game it was supposed to be an explosion it did not happen it did not explode uh the colts beat the texans nobody cares the 49ers with a 30 to 23 win over the rams you knew that that's why we're all here right now as a matter of fact the giants with 17 unanswered fourth quarter points come back to beat the cardinals 31 28 uh, Cowboys over the Jets, but you knew that because that happened uh, on Monday, right? Or no, no, wait, no, that just no, that one final today. Sorry, sorry, what am I talking about? That was the that was that was the New York Giants that the Cowboys just beat, thirty to ten. Though Dak Prescott with uh, two hundred fifty-five yards passing and two touchdowns, eleven catches, one hundred and forty-three yards for C.D. Lamb, and uh, we officially have a final. From Denver, where the Broncos have started 0-2 under Sean. Your honeymoon is over, Peyton. 35-33, the Commanders are 2-0. How about that? We've got uh, the Sunday night game. Obviously, tonight, Dolphins at Patriots. That kicks off in 10 minutes from right now. We've got uh, two Monday night games, Derek Carr at the Panthers with the Saints and Browns and Steelers is going to be your second Monday night game. The first one starts at 4.15 West Coast time, 5.15 West Coast kick for the second Monday night football game. And it's hard to be, it's hard to be upset with two Monday night football games. Shush. Damn, Russell Wilson. Damn. Yeah, there you go. Josh, the Cosmo Wizard, the first to throw into the ganja jar today and making the jingle jangle. Thank you very much, Josh. Appreciate it. Love your show, Damon. Good to see a fellow Bay Area team thrive today, unlike a certain team. Keep it up. Love from a Raiders fan. Look, when you knew that Jacoby Myers, who was instantly Jimmy's favorite target, was out today, you had to be a little bit worried. Jimmy doesn't like moving beyond, what, a target or two. He does not like that third read. And in a game that was out of control, Devontae Adams got hurt. 
Devontae Adams gets hurt playing meaningless snaps in a game that has been decided. And you got to ask yourself, why? Why would you take the greatest asset you have on your team as a player and subject him to unnecessary contact in a game that's been decided? Devontae Adams is not the type of player who needs more reps, more, you know, more. Well, we got to get him and Jimmy on the same page. Well, you do that on your own time when people aren't literally firing bullets at this guy trying to hurt him. Anyways, Josh, thank you very much. And shame on you, 49er fans, letting a Raider fan tip in here before any of you decide to do such a thing. I'm just... I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to cast dispersions on you, but uh, dispersions I cast upon thee. There you go. By the way, Maximum! for our girl, Michelle Haberman. Thank you very much, Michelle. Great to see you. Great to have you in here for a little post game. And Damon brought to you by bottomlinebets.com. Go find out yourself. This is the newest, hottest handicapper there is coming out of Vegas. A buddy of mine, he lays it, he plays it. He doesn't just sell advice. He is living above the aria in a penthouse, paying for his life with his gambling winnings. My man is in it. And if you want to be in the cage cashing winners with him, go to bottomlinebets.com. Daily, weekly, monthly, yearly subscriptions being offered when you want to turn a little fun into some profits. You go ahead and check out bottomlinebets.com. Uh, what do we got? All of a sudden, says Wally Lama, Isaiah Oliver, all of a sudden is a motherfucking boss nickel. Look, I don't know about that, but he can't be first on the list of Kyle Shanahan's you're in my doghouse anymore. Not with that game today. Great tackle on fourth down late in the game. The interception earlier in the game. And man. It's uh that he 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 had the game he needed today. True Blue Forever said I did not have the Cobra Commanders in this one. Yeah, no. Didn't have the Cobra Commanders either. Michelle Few she was asking for it. She got it. Maximum. Anyone seen Nick Bosa? Yeah, he's getting on the bus as a guy who's yet to lose a game this year, uh, Nick Bosa is doing great. Thanks for asking. He's cashing massive checks. He is playing himself back into football shape. And if you don't think that he is eventually going to unleash what he unleashes on some quarterback, you're nuts. He pushes piles. Today was a day built around how do we neutralize not just Nick Bosa, but this entire offensive uh, this entire defensive game plan how do we get around this we're going to get the ball out on the second heartbeat of every single three-step drop that Stafford makes yeah I've seen Nick Bosa he's showering up and going home two and oh Damon thank you for mentioning McVeigh is a D-bag for kicking that field goal. I'm surprised he did it.
Nick J says, you know, Bose's regular season numbers mean nothing. His playoff chaos cause is what he's paid to do now. There's no doubt. And look, you know, his regular season, you know, is just beginning if you think about it. He played his training camp over the first eight quarters of this year. So hopefully by the time Thursday rolls in here, he's going to have a, a, a game that is as gaudy as some Niners fans want to see it being. Like Again, if you're telling me that Nick Bosa recorded no sacks all year, but this defensive line just ate like fat kids around him, I'd be cool with that. Nick Bosa commands so much attention. He is whole, he's held every other play. Um, don't, don't, don't think that a didn't see much of him game out of Nick Bosa is an automatic indictment on Nick Bosa. There'll be days. There'll be days when he doesn't play well and we'll point those days out. I did not think that today was one of those days. Is Brock Purdy having a hard time with the long ball? I don't think it's his optimum throw. It's usually across the board for NFL quarterbacks where your completion percentage starts trending downwards. But look, he had, what, two, three overthrows today that were not good. He had two overthrows, one to Ayuk and one to to Debo that had either of them hit there's maybe 12 more points on your afternoon right there. Those look to be opportunities. Debo, absolutely. He's in the end zone to catch the ball if that ball's thrown perfectly. So that's six points right there. Brandon Ayuk had an awful lot of green in front of him. Had he got the ball that Purdy overthrew him on. But again, Brock is still a handful of games into his very young career the good news is, is as he continues to struggle throwing the deep ball, uh, he has not lost a game in the NFL that he started and finished. He is undefeated. The 49ers are undefeated with Brock Purdy as their starting quarterback. Remember how everyone would be used to be like, well, look at the winning percentage that Jimmy Garoppolo has. Like that explains a way why he is the quarterback. Not only is it look at the winning percentage that Purdy has, just watch the game. You can see Kyle Shanahan trusting Brock Purdy in a way that he never, ever trusted Jimmy Garoppolo. You can see it out there. You can see it in the way he's calling first and second down all afternoon. They're they're throwing the ball on all four downs. You would not say the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo's faith, uh, the faith that Kyle Shanahan had in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Day says, are you worried that Brandon Ayuk is going to risk personal health to get his numbers in a contract year? He looked pretty shooken up a few times today. Hey, look, football is a game that shakes guys up. If you're, Healthy enough to go back out there and play. You go back out there and play. Brandon Ayuk is a trooper. He is a straight-up badass. And um, if he says, I can go, coach, and you don't have a doctor saying he shouldn't go, coach, the player plays. 
That's the way it is. Now, Brandon is, you know, he shouldn't risk any personal health if he's thinking of future contract because the future contract won't be great without personal health. I don't think he needs to establish himself as a tough guy. He just needs to stay out there, and everyone knows who he is. He's he's a really good wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver on the 49ers. But, no, he got a little rattled today. Maybe that shoulder is bothering him a little bit. You know, maybe you do give him Thursday night off. Juwan Jennings had some good, good catches today. Juwan Jennings made his presence felt a little bit in this game. I also thought he did a great game. Juwan Jennings, especially on that uh, Christian McCaffrey 50-yarder, had a great block. So did Kittle. Great kickout block on that. Boy, ain't this the truth. Isn't this the truth from a man who understands the metric system better than anybody on here because he's from London? But he says, I'm fed up with so-called fans saying crap about players not performing because they didn't get five sacks or go 20 for 20 on passing completions. Go back in your hole. Go back to playing Madden and your mulligans. And exactly. I mean, this is so much harder than it looks. It's so much harder than it looks. Even guys who make it look easy, it's hard to them too. This is not an easy game. Um, and the Niners, all things considered, have played two games that have been excellent football games. Excellent football games. They just ran into an offense that knows what it's doing as opposed to last week when you had Kenny Pickett and uh, Matt Canada Offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers did not know what they were doing. So last week looked a lot easier than this week. The New York Giants, even though they came back and beat the Arizona Cardinals today, for a minute there, not knowing what you're doing offensively defined them. They were down 17 to nothing before rallying to win in Arizona this afternoon. That's being shut out 40 to nothing. So at one point this year, the New York Giants have been outscored 57 nothing. There's not a lot of offensive know-how in a start like that, but then they got loose against the Cardinals team that is built to have teams get loose against them. Remember, Arizona doesn't want to win a game this year. Preseason stuff, believe me, don't care about it. This is the stuff that you need to care about, and everything is good. The only thing, the only thing that the 49ers really wanted to do in these first two games wasn't establish Brock Purdy or Nick Bosa or a running game or Christian McCaffrey or an offensive line or respect of the entire NFL or be number one in power rankings. The only thing the Niners wanted to do was come back to Levi Stadium, 2-0, and and as healthy as they could be. But for a Brandon Ayuk, his shoulder hurt, but it didn't stop him from playing right until this game ended, the 49ers have played two very healthy football games. And that shouldn't be lost in the sauce of anything that's happened already. They've been very healthy so far this year, and that's a great thing. Not a lot of 49er teams, do you say? And at the end of the year, they were very healthy. Now, who knows if we'll be saying that about this team, but I've covered this team in a year where at this point in time, at this hour of week two, Nick Bosa's entire year was done. I've seen that happen 
and Kansas City and Jimmy Garoppolo. By this time in week two, your entire year was done. That hasn't happened yet. You know, the New York Jets, four offensive plays into their year, their entire year is done. That's the way it goes, man. Niners are 2-0. They've looked good. They're putting up points. We know they have a defense that is better than it showed today. And they're healthy. And here come the shouldn't be that hard to beat New York Giants. But yeah, I'm telling you right now, the New York Giants could absolutely win on a short week on a Thursday night because that's the way this league is built. It's built to keep keep teams close and in games. And the Niners should absolutely beat the New York Giants. Crazier things have happened. The butt fumble was in the booth today. Yes, he was. He he was. He was. I'm not a big Mark Sanchez guy. Um, I don't think he's terrible. But it's just, it, 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 I don't know. There's a little something about him that's just trying a little too hard. Look, we're trying hard to get you a little money. Uh, when you watch sports, check out my man Stefan at BottomLineBets.com. He wants to put money in your pocket, too, and he asked for very little for some great advice when it comes to the plays you should be making around sports, not just on a Sunday, but on a Saturday as well. And my man officially knows baseball to the point where he's really dangerous over there. So get great advice on the plays to pick from my man Stefan, BottomLineBets.com. Uh, this is uh, Jonathan Dewey who says Sanchez and Kugler tried to make a big deal out of that Debo fumble lost to the sideline. Let me tell you, until I saw an angle where I thought, okay, that ball definitely did touch the sideline. It's it. This is not going to come back to haunt the Niners. I thought, well, that's not good. I mean, I thought for a second there that might have been a fumble. And then when the 49ers were the team that called a timeout that gave everyone more chance to look at it, luckily on that more chance to look at it, it looked like the ball had gone out of bounds. But, man, uh, that was that that was close to being up. This game is not nearly as in the Niners' property as, as you think it is. Nick J says, uh, I'm, I'm watching the replay. That great law personal foul was soft. He didn't do anything reckless. My God, soft. That's the thing. Like, if you got a guy's legs across you while you're getting up and you, like, flip his legs a little, that, to me, is not a roughing personal foul. This is egregious. That's ridiculous. Damon, that line was seven and a half. Niners win by seven. Okay, I saw the line going off at seven. So I look, that's that that that's rough. David Isaacs, post game and Damon, I'm loving it. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate that, David. Thank you for being here. Hit that subscribe and like button. And if you like this, let me tell you, you are gonna love 49ers wake up. 
Monday morning at 8 a.m., Larry Kruger and I are going to be hopping on our combined YouTube pages. We're simulcasting, and we are going to go for hours, and we are going to give you the best recap because if you think I'm good now, give me a night to sleep on this. Give Larry Kruger a night to sleep on everything that we've seen, and we'll come up with ideas and angles and stuff that no other show is going to be throwing at you tomorrow. That's why Larry and I instantly, like the minute it started, had the single best day after 49ers reaction show coming to you in Northern California. Who would have ever thought the two guys who are better at covering the Niners than just about anybody uh, are really good together? Didn't they used to cover the Niners together? Oh, that's right. They used to be the pre- and post-game host of the 49ers. What do you know? These guys aren't that bad. We're brought to you by Palmetto Superfood. We're going to be on the air at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Wake up. 49ers wake up after every single 49er game, which means Larry and I are going to be at it twice this week. Monday morning, 8 a.m. and Friday morning, 8 a.m. Yeah, baby. I like it. So again, sign up for BottomLineBets.com today so you have your plays to be making when you sign up for the week once Thursday night starts week three in earnest at Levi's Stadium. Damon, I'm sure he's Hawaiian with that name, Puka Nakua. Uh, skills saying, uh, my daughter's name is Samoan. She usually is familiar with Samoan players. Wonder if she knows about Puka. I, I'm everyone's about to know about Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua roughly translates into first ballot hall of famer. Apparently guy was unbelievable. You know, so how were your first two days at work? Puka. Well, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm literally off to the best start in the history of catching a football. No one's ever started better catching footballs in this league than I've started over my first eight quarters. So how's it going? It's going pretty good. Guy looks awesome. Looks like he's got vice grip hands. It looks like he has just got incredible route running skills, decent size, all kinds of swivel on him. Pretty, pretty impressive. Nick J. Damon, Puka, clearly Norwegian. How do you miss that? <laughs> thank, thank you very much. That gets a maximum football. Maximum. <laughs> Money Green. Bang, bang, Damon gang. Thank, thank you very much. Bang, bang, Niner gang to all of you as well. Uh, we will be bang, banging, Niner ganging over on Larry's postgame show. I'm going to slip on there uh, to do a little bit more uh, promotion of our 49er wake up show Monday, 8 a.m. here on YouTube. Again, hit subscribe. Watch over here, please. And uh, I, it doesn't matter where you watch it, but I could use the views. How about that? Larry doesn't need anyone padding his views. He's got so many more subscribers than I do. Uh, I could use a little help padding my views, getting that algorithm to love me. Hit that like, hit the notify button. Really appreciate it if you do. Um, Johnny A says, sure would have loved to see uh, Elijah Mitchell get some carries. Don't want to overuse CMC. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't want him overused either. Um, 
And there were a couple of times where I thought, you know, Elijah Mitchell could have used, you know, you're, you're clearly just looking to keep the clock running. You're not trying to establish field goal position here. You're not really trying to pick up a first down here. Why don't you get Christian out of a game that is kind of in hand? But you had Kyle take a lot of his starters out against Detroit last year. Detroit nearly came roaring back, and he's been snake bit and a little gun shy to take his starters out because of that. And look, you you know, scared money don't make none. You really can't be, you really, you, you, you just can't be worried about, oh, this guy's going to get hurt. This guy's going to get hurt. I mean, it could happen on any play, which is, I guess also the reason why you need to be worried about this guy could get hurt. This guy, cause it could happen on any play. So don't have anyone out there for plays that they don't need to be playing in. It's a lot easier to see, I think from our couches, than it might even be from the game that you're in and you're coaching and you're trying to win. Jonathan saw what I was talking about earlier, that Hargrave move. Oh dude, that was fun to see. He went back and nearly took the handoff from a, a play that was being run out of the shotgun. I mean, it was something else. On, I guess he was under center, right? Yeah, he was under center. He was dropping back a little. Maybe it was pistol. I got to watch it again. Michelle doing the research. Nakua. West Samoa. Mother and family. There you go. They're going to start calling 49er games. Look at it this way. We got 49er wake up. We should go with 49er Red Dawn. Red Dawn should have been the name of the show that Larry and I are hosting morning after. Red Dawn is really good. Although that's where we probably get sued by Hollywood. I don't know. Copyright infringement. It's real. Day says that Rams O-line was dominant. The Rams O-line did its job. There's no doubt about that. That Rams O-line had itself a really good day. Stafford, he didn't feel a lot of pressure, but that was not only by offensive line execution, but offensive design. McVay made sure his offensive line had a pretty good day. That was a great, that was that that game was so well coached. I hope that that's one of the things that we can acknowledge and talk about. Larry and I, I'm sure are going to be all over this tomorrow because we're not afraid to give anyone a compliment, whether they wear a 49ers uniform or not. Um, there was at least one game in the sport of football that it was excellently coached all the way through it, and it's the one that you saw. McVay and Shanahan both had awesome afternoons. Awesome afternoons. Damon, this is from Shush. She said, Purdy made the right reads, but about three bad or high passes. The score could have been a lot worse. No, it, it could have. And look, Purdy's going to want those back, no doubt about it, but um, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. I, I haven't seen a single game this year where a quarterback made all of his throws until, honestly, until Stafford nearly made all of his. Stafford played almost perfect except for the two interceptions. You know, that's a really big except for 
but Stafford was awesome today and he threw two picks. Um, Purdy was awesome today and he missed two receivers. I'll take the lesser of two evils. Aaron Donald got quick released right out of the game. He did a little bit today, fish and chips. You're right. My man, Larry, Larry Wong, great Niners fan, says Purdy is still young, playing well. He's potentially an all-pro quarterback. When he gets more experience, the Niners have so many weapons for him. Dude, the future is bright, to say the least. Oh, it's getting brighter in the ganja jar. My man, David Isaac, throwing a 20 spot in there. Post Gaiman Damon, the best in the business. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate that. Once Purdy starts hitting those deep balls, the bullies of the NFC West are really going to be rocking. Again, yeah, uh, look, yeah, when, when Purdy doesn't miss those big shots, that's when the Niners go to and win the Super Bowl. Like, that's what you're looking for. You know, how does Voltron complete the puzzle to become the big robot, not just all the lions, all the cool lions, to, to really become Voltron, to put it all together, means it all works together, and you're not missing the deep shot. Purdy played great today. Missed deep shots included. And that's how good he is. That that That's how good he is. You know? Perfect isn't really out there, folks. It's not. Perfect isn't available at the position of quarterback for the most part. Look at Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen has established himself as one of the best quarterbacks in football. He's off to a struggling start, and he got a little bit better today. Look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow off to a bit of a struggling start. His team is 0-2. Just when Jared Goff was about to set the new NFL consecutive passes without throwing an interception record. He throws a pick six and Detroit after winning on the road in Kansas city comes home to lose to a Seahawks team that didn't look good at all last week. Football in the NFL is hard. Brock Purdy has yet to make a big mistake to give up points. He's made a mistake that might have cost the Niners a few points, but he is yet to make that pick six interception, costly turnover, couple fumbles, and he had another one today. Hold on to that ball, Brock, but he's off to a great start. Look at it this way. If you like Puka Nakua's start as a wide receiver, how about the fact that Brock Purdy has all these starts and he hasn't lost a single game yet in the NFL? Pretty impressive, don't you think? Oh, but what about those training camp interceptions? What about him was the point I was making the entire time. The cards choked bigly today. Yes, they did, Larry. They did. T-Bone says, why did you give us broken Jimmy G? You signed him, baby. Nobody forced you there. And honestly, Jimmy G is... uh. He is who he is, who he is, who he is, who he is. And it's often that who he is, who he is, who he is, leads to a win in a game where you think, oh, they're probably going to lose this one, but they don't. I mean, that's what you got last week. You For the full Jimmy G experience, you get the 
How did we win today? Not sure, but Jimmy, very confident. He was a competitor. He's a competitor. And uh, Raiders won last week. They didn't win this week. On the road, they were outclassed by a much better Bills team. What are you drinking, Damon? Water. Water. I was up early this morning. Coffee. Had a, already made a full carafe. Already drank it. And just a little water here now. That's all we got. Uh, was it blackened whiskey? No, I'm not drinking whiskey here on the postgame show. That'll be in the postseason. We'll save that for the postseason. Days. How does Purdy get better with his timing routes downfield? Practice. That's how you get to Carnegie Hall. Just practice. Purdy can make the throws. He's got the talent. He's got more talent than people want to assume he has. I mean, who knows? You know, maybe Ayuk and uh, Debo both needed to be a step faster. I don't. I, I don't know. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried about a couple of passes that didn't connect in a game that they won. In a season that has started 2-0 and with two wins on the road, getting ready for a beatable Giants team on Thursday in your home opener, and then it's the Arizona Cardinals who, again, remember, don't even want to win a single game this year. Christopher says, Damon, do you think... Uh, <laughs> do, do, Christopher N. Namura. Christopher says... Uh, do you think that McVay kicked that field goal to say F you to all the 49ers who picked the spread? Yeah, probably. I mean, sure. Maybe it's to send as many people as home is miserable as invaded his stadium. I don't know. Look, they can't all be beauty contest winners. They can't all be Miss America. Sometimes you just want to go home with a win, baby. Nothing to brag about. Just go home with a win. I think today's win was a lot better than that. I think you want a shootout today against a really good coach who has a Super Bowl with a quarterback who is pretty freaking awesome at what he does, Matthew Stafford. Puka Nakua, the greatest unearthed wide receiver we've ever seen play two weeks in a row to begin his career. The Rams are not nearly as bad as some people have predicted. That's obvious. Can they keep it up? Will they just have one or two weeks where it all clicks for them and then spend the rest of the year not looking like this? There's still a lot of football out there, but I'm impressed by the Rams after two weeks. And I got to be honest with you, I'm really impressed by the 49ers. You know, getting to week three, one and one was the goal. They're already ahead of schedule. Already ahead of schedule. Baron Red says, Damon and Kruger are rad. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Otis says, uh, you know, really is a shame that KMBR and 95.7 really never paired the two up. Thankfully, we get them on YouTube. Now, that's the thing. These freaking not geniuses that are running these local radio stations, they had so many chances to get it right. They fucked it up. Here are Larry and I to correct all the wrongs. We're going to do it. We're going to just go ahead, put ourselves together, and take over the goddamn market while we do it. 
So thank you for joining me here today. It means an awful lot that you would join at the two-minute warning and enjoy a little post-game in Damon after the 49ers pick up a big, big win in Los Angeles today. Um, and you will hopefully pick up the YouTube machine at 8 a.m. and join me and Larry for 49ers Wake Up, brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods. Postgame and Damon brought to you, of course, by our title sponsor, BottomLineBets.com. Go to my man Stefan website. Sign up for a day. Sign up for a week. Check it out. Let him know that you were made aware of his business by watching right here on the Plus. It's good for all business. One hand washes the other. How do you support me? You support my sponsors. It's that simple. And the sponsor that I have for this show is BottomLineBets.com. Sign up for a day. Sign up for a week. Sign up for a month. Make some plays and tell me if you don't come out ahead. Tell me if you don't come out ahead. I'd love to know because I'm pretty much telling you I'd be stunned if you weren't ahead the way my man Stefan picks winners. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, a, a puka nakua to all of you. Thank you for coming on by today. It was great hanging out. I am going to hop on Larry's post-game show to continue to promote 49er Wake Up 8 a.m. on YouTube Monday and Friday morning this week since there's a Thursday night game as well. But, man, Niners are 2-0. and You can't start better than that because they're 2-0 and and they're healthy. They're 2-0 and with two road games already ticked off their schedule. An awful lot of home games sitting there for the 49ers. They're going to have some huge games playing on Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve. Yeah, baby. Football is back. Maximum! And thank God football is back because it's a whole bunch of fun. As is doing the post-game show, thank you for tuning in. It means an awful lot. If you missed any of this, it will be available on podcast, The Damon Bruce Show, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find it there in a matter of moments. You can find me over on the Krug channel in a matter of moments as well. And again, 8 a.m. Monday morning. Let's do it. It's 49ers wake up. Until then, thank you so much. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.